Sometimes, I don't feel as if I'm a person at all. Just a collection of other people's ideas. David Bowie. Well, 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 what have we here? Welcome to the very first episode of Out in the Woods. I'm Jacob. I'm your host. I'm out. I'm proud. Cut! Out in the Woods. Enter the Mind Book. Episode 1. Four Voices of an Internal Apocalypse. The Voice Behind the Desk. State your full name. Jacob Matthew Thomas. Your date of birth. December 27th, uh, 1994. Mm -hmm. Height and weight. I'm 5'9", with shoes on, I think. And without shoes on? Mm, 5'8". Okay. Weight. What does my weight have to do with this? I thought you needed help. Yeah, but my weight, I mean... I'll just jot down how much I think you weigh then. What? Is this really? I mean, okay, fine. I'm I'm 215. Hmm. What? What was that about? Nothing. I mean, just to look at you, you look bigger, honestly, but I guess clothes... Okay, two, one, five. All right, you're walking in the desert and you see a turtle on its back. Yes, I'd help it. You didn't let me finish the question. I've seen Blade Runner. Excessively but predictably pretentious. How do I know you're not a robot then? I said I'd help the turtle. According to the form you filled out, sometimes you, quote, feel nothing. You're telling me now that you're a real person? Do real people feel nothing? I I meant to mention that uh, before we got started, actually. Uh, It's not that I feel nothing. It's more that I I don't know how to describe how I feel because uh, it's it's multifaceted, complex, uh, overwhelming sometimes, you know. Uh, Plus, the the man in the waiting room, he, he kept rushing me. So... Incomprehensibly pretentious and delusional. Are you aware that there's no waiting room? What do you mean? I ask the questions here. What's your social? For wait a wait. minute. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got you. It's a little bit of form humor there. Yeah, funny. <laughs> so how long have you had this job? Since you were old enough to be self-aware, what are the big three in your Zodiac chart? (laughs) Did you hear me? Uh, I don't don't really know what this has to do with... uh, Yes, you do. All right. Capricorn Sun, Scorpio Moon, Aries Rising. Uh, Scorpio Moon, there's your first problem. But I think we'll save that for the next episode. The next... What? All right. 
Alright, I'm done with this preliminary paperwork. Breathe deep. And in my professional opinion, something will be necessary. Something? Oh yeah, something. Oh, well, I... I Alright, I need you to follow my instructions and answer the questions I ask with 100% honesty. No jerking around. Oh, alright. And allow me to light a pre-something cigarette. I must have nicotine. Okay. So when did the trouble begin? Alright, um... Make so... it art! Okay. May 21st, 2021. New Orleans, Louisiana. 10.45pm. I was a vision on bourbon. Gold chain around my neck, rings adorning my fingers, statement septum hanging, and the crown jewel, one of my favorite button-ups plastered all over with the many faces of David Bowie. I admit, I never turned down any of the impromptu photo ops that evening. Incarnations of double Bacardi and diet in hand, I strolled up and down from Rawhide to Cafe Lafitte in exile and back, an endless loop of people watching. Bizarre as it was to be wandering the epicenter of the Big Easy alone, I felt a peaceful sense of solitude, the freedom to do, well, anything, to be who I am. I awoke that morning to the news my podcast had been nominated for an award, and despite some snafus with my car on the way down, I was here, absorbing a new kind of life, one so alien to me, yet so comfortably familiar, but but I couldn't escape the feeling that the other shoe was about to drop, no matter how much I drank, or danced, or smiled. Delicious. But is that the whole truth? No. Is that where the trouble really began? I'm not sure anymore. Cut! The voice as a friend? So you get triggered just from driving? Yeah, it's, it's shitty, I know. <laughs> you love driving. I did, and, and I want to again. I, I think it's something Pavlovian. <laughs> what do you mean? Well... When I had that first major panic attack back in June, I had to drive almost an hour home while feeling like my heart may explode at any moment. So I, I, I'd say that kind of trauma oh, no. on top. Come on. What? Can you really call that trauma? I mean, well, I mean, trauma is defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. So I'd say so. But yeah, I, I think the physical act somehow triggers like a sensory response for my memory or something. I, I don't know. Mm. Okay. Shit, you learn something new every day. Can you give me a reason? Yeah. How many of these did you eat? I don't know, a few. <laughs> you can have that many after weight loss surgery, though? Well, what's that supposed to mean? I mean, I'm not trying to shame you or anything. I'm just wondering. I, I just thought we were going to hang out, you know, talk about the past couple of months. No, I mean, we are hanging out. 
but also I really wanted to see Eternal Sunshine so I can do the whole mind wipe thing. But you're all good. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been uh, kind of avoiding it, but uh, it's okay. It's it's just been a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I have a I have a bit of driving anxiety. I hate that for you. It's disappointing. It was such a shitty brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My brain can turn anything into an anxiety-inducing situation. I mean, it does serious gymnastics. Yeah, I felt paranoid, neurotic, not like myself at all. It makes you feel ashamed, doesn't it? I, I don't want to think about shame. I um. Oh, I. I, mean, it's, I didn't mean to. it's crazy though. I. I nearly lost consciousness in my own driveway that night. Oh. And when I dragged myself into the house and uh, and threw open the door, you know, I, I didn't see my mom. But the whole time in my brain, I was just thinking, if I die, at least my mom will be here to see. At least she won't find me with my head in the steering wheel in the driveway. <laughs> I guess I just thought that would traumatize her more than just seeing me drop dead. And you're feeling a twinge of that trauma just typing this out right now, aren't you? Yes. Shit. Let's just bypass the morbidity. When did the trouble begin? When did the trouble begin? You mean the the panic attack or, or everything before and after? I mean, you were being avoided the last time I asked about the before and after, so I'll just settle for the panic attack this time. Hmm, you've been sounding really judgmental. Sounds like projection. No, 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 no. Like, you're super probing. I changed the subject for you. No, you just pressed the matter in a more roundabout way. I'm your friend. Don't I have the right to know? Huh. I'm not sure you're really my friend. Fuck. I couldn't tell you anyway. Why not? I'll tell you later. Tell me now. I can't go into detail. Just give me something to work with. All I can really say is that it started during a dinner break. Fuck this. Cut! The voice softens. Is this seat open? Yeah. Thanks. Hey, Mike, can I get a double Bacardi and diet, please? Thanks so much. That's my go-to. Or, well, it used to be. Yeah? Back on the wagon? You could say that. Hey, do do I know you? Probably. What's your name? I'm Jacob. Ah, Jacob, the deceiver. The father of Israel. You seem a lot more pleasant than your namesake. Ha! Your creepy Bible knowledge makes me feel... Mm, mm. <laughs> I don't have words for it. It's, uh, it's comfortable and very uncomfortable swirled together. <laughs> Religious trauma will do that. <laughs> what was your name again? You pick. Huh? What brings you here? Oh, I, uh, I'm just trying to be around people. And you're thinking you might find some fun for this evening, too, huh? Hmm. Yeah, wow, you're, uh, you're so perceptive. When you pointed out having a drink in common, I figured you probably wanted to try your luck. And what if I did? I don't know. Why don't we talk a little more? I mean, if you want, but hmm, I know a spot. I do too, but what's the rush? 
I'm just, I don't know, I'm feeling a vibe. Oh, you definitely are, but do you want to get to know me a little better? I mean, I feel like I'll know you pretty well once we've, you know... You know, there's more to me than talking balls, right? Well, who the fuck ever met their spouse in a bar, huh? Ah, wow, that made me rock hard. I don't know if I can make it to your car. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just... Maybe you'd prefer my car, or if you're feeling really crazy, we can lock ourselves in one of those gross bathroom stalls and fuck while those twinks are snorting coke off a toilet tank. Would that be good? I'm sorry. I just... You're incredibly lonely. Yes. Yes, I am. That's all you had to say. Why do you think a casual fuck's gonna make you feel any better anyway? I don't know. I guess it just makes me feel desired. It never fixes anything, so why keep casually fucking people? No, no, but it feels good. It feels good. I know it does. Oxytocin is a hell of a chemical, but still. I know. I know. But in the end, I don't feel dirty for the act. I just feel... I feel like it makes me more pathetic. Like, like I keep going back, hoping this time, the loneliness will finally die. You're not pathetic. Three out of four Americans are affected by loneliness. How old are you? I'm 26. Yup. The pattern social scientists have noticed is that loneliness spikes in our late 20s, our mid-50s, and our late 80s. Look at all the 20-somethings on your Tinder next time and remember that statistic. Shit, so so I'm going to get hit again in like 30 years, and then again 30 years after that. You might. Or you might not. What's on your mind? I just... I hate it. I hate it. I, I feel like this has been a recurring theme in my life. And no matter what I do, I I can't escape it. And that makes you feel ashamed. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Loneliness and shame go hand in hand. Oh, hmm. You must be a therapist. I am from time to time. You know, the more you bury your feelings, the more you'll suffer for it. I just feel... Like, I should get over it. Like, I have plenty of friends who love me. I mean, they're absolutely incredible. But I've I've even had romantic relationships, which proves, I don't know, that I'm capable, that somewhere out there someone could actually want me. But then I look around, and I see that I'm the only single one of my friends, and all of my romantic relationships, if you could even call them that, last, what, like a month tops? And you're working on yourself, aren't you? Maybe. But I don't know if I'm working on the right parts. I I can't shake feeling like there's something wrong with me, but I just don't know what it is. All I know is whatever's wrong, it's all me. It's all my fault. I shouldn't feel this way, I know. But I tell myself, I'm just throwing a pity party when I think too hard about it. The way we judge our loneliness determines how we perceive our sensation and the experience of loneliness. Like, when you feel ashamed of your loneliness, it makes your loneliness feel like shame. I just don't see any reason to feel this way. Look, loneliness is more than just being literally isolated from other humans. It's mental, too. Okay. Robin Joy Myers compares it to an equation. Hiding plus fear plus loneliness equals isolation. Hiding starts by not speaking your truth and staying silent. And the more you stay silent, more fear the second part of the equation becomes the rest is pretty obvious i mean you keep a lot to yourself don't you i try to be transparent but well 
I'm your friendly neighborhood host. Social pain activates the same part of our brain as physical pain. Scientists say that the effects of chronic loneliness on your body are the same as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. I mean, you need to be kinder to yourself. You're hurting yourself. And I really thought I was being kinder to myself for so long. After my weight loss surgery, I, I felt brand new. But suddenly, I, I feel like everything's crashing down on me. And once again, I, I blame myself. I blame myself. It's not all your fault. It's not all your fault. Mathematically speaking, it can't be all your fault. <laughs> a therapist and a mathematician? Nah, just hold on. I'm making a point. Have you ever considered that maybe a lot of your shame is something you were taught to feel? Like something that was put on you? Think back. How far back? Oh, wow. So it's a lot. Oh, it's so, so much. Well, if you want to talk about it at my place, I'm thinking of getting out of here. <laughs> that might be nice. Before I take you in, what's your Venus? Scorpio. Yeah, that explains a lot. What? We'll get into that in the next episode. No, I, I want to get into it now. Cut! The Voice Who Sold the World Where... Where am I? Where have I been? You're in your head. You've been in your head this whole time. Christ, it's you again. Where are you? Turn around. I'm sick and tired of... Oh my god. David... Bowie? You're... You're David Bowie. I am for now. You don't sound like him. I promise it's no game. Why have you been throwing me through all these hoops? Every time I think I'm getting somewhere, you just take me out and yell, You have Cut. to be honest with yourself before you can get anywhere. What do you mean? I thought I was laying it on pretty heavy back there. For a moment you were, but... Well, I don't want to overshare. Yes, but do you ever share enough? You kept changing on me. Every time. Why were you being so abrasive? Oh, you pretty... I'm just thoughts in your head. I'm not consistent. But if you give me some time to come around, perhaps I can be helpful. So then if you're just indiscriminate thoughts, who are you to stand here and pontificate like you're holding me accountable? I'm still part of you. So naturally, I just want to do what's best for you. You want to lay yourself bare? That's fantastic. But if you're going to commit, commit! Well, I have a brand to maintain, okay? All my big mistakes were made when I tried to second guess or please an audience. My work was always stronger when I was selfish about it. Very selfish. That's why I idolize you. Because... Because I felt confident imposing change on myself. It's a lot more fun progressing than looking back, I promise you. That's why I needed to throw curveballs. I didn't have stylistic loyalty. That's why people perceived me changing all the time. But there was a real continuity in my subject matter. But still, I'm not the same as you. And you never could be. But that's the fantastic part, you precious little queer. You get to do this all your own way. After all, this whole venture belongs to you. Okay, then. Yeah. Yeah, so so I'll tell my story my own way. Good! And I'll tell the truth my own way, too. 
As long as you're actually telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I've just been going through so much. And I think they figured that out by now, okay? This whole episode has been less like an intimate expose and more like a David Lynch autopsy. Just shouting into the void can be exhausting for you and everyone who hears, so dress your experiences up a little bit, however you see fit, but just don't feel tied down to anything. Okay. And I still want to do interviews, too. So do them. I'm your subconscious expressing itself as David Bowie, not your boss. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. And one more thing. Get your self-esteem under control. Trying to live a happy life when you carry shame around is like putting out a fire with gasoline. Thank you. You're welcome. Question. Yeah? What is the mind book? It's where I've been writing about all the scientific, therapeutic, and uh, philosophical concepts I've been researching. Um, per my current situation, you know. I see. Can I ask you a question? Anything, darling. What's all the fuss about my star chart and the next episode? Well, Jacob, I can't give everything away. Your mental health is just as important as your physical health. It's your friendly neighborhood host here again to tell you, I love you. And if you feel like your mind is weighing down on you like a ton of bricks, don't hesitate to use resources like Psychology Today or BetterHelp or whatever you may have at your disposal to find the helping hand you need. Out in the Woods, Enter the Mind Book, Episode 1, Four Voices of an Internal Apocalypse, written by Jacob Thomas, starring Will Lovern as the voice, and Jacob Thomas as himself. Thanks for coming out in the woods and into my mind book.